Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Evolution Radio Network. Rampage Rants. Tuesday Night Turmoil. With your host. Jeff Blue, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and Sadistic Sean David. Step into the ER, wrestling fans, and step into the turmoil. title belt that will violate the WWE wellness policy. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil. I am the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane. Uh, Jess Blue should be joining me shortly here. Um, keep uh, thought, Sean in your uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, he's going through some issues right now and uh, won't be with us for a few days. Um, Katie's got some other uh, issues going on herself, so she won't be with us uh, this week at all. So let's uh, go ahead and let's kind of let's get started here. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, take on obviously the 5,000-pound elephant in the room, and that is the Dean Ambrose situation. Now, apparently, according to the reports, we got this. Um, I actually was given this information. It was sent to me about five o'clock this morning uh, by Andrew from uh, fightful.com. And he sent to me the original link from PW torch. And so then um, from there, it, uh, it made its way onto several other non wrestling sites that um, there was a, that, uh, Dean Ambrose was had given notice and he will be finishing up his commitments with WWE when his contract expires in April of this year. Now I'm uh, getting up some so here's so here's the thing. Apparently um, Ambrose turned down a five-year contract that was just over a million dollars a year. Um, And uh, according to PW Insider, all of this was kept quiet until after after Raw went off the air last night. And I think this is... Jess, is that you? It's Jess. Hello. All right. All right, so there we go. We've got, I told uh, you I'm not on Jewish Standard Time. I'm always late. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're just uh, just getting started here going over the uh, Ambrose situation. Now, according to PW Insider, um, the words were that um, he was offered a 
five-year deal that was going to pay a little over a million dollars a year, and he turned it down. Wow. Um, yeah, he'd had a series. It says he reportedly had a series of uh, meetings with WWE management over the last couple of days, and by the end of them, he made it clear that he was not intending on signing a new deal and was looking to leave. Um, and uh, source noted to PW Insider that Ambrose is a uh, do-what-he-wants kind of person, and he doesn't live an expensive lifestyle, so there was no financial reason for him wanting to leave. He's just unhappy now and uh, wants to try something else. I don't blame him. So, um, now, this is, okay, now there's a, actually, and I'm picking this up right now, there's an official statement from uh, WWE concerning concerning this, um, and uh, and it says and it says here, um, Dean Ambrose, Jonathan Good, <clears throat> which of course is his real name. Um, everybody knows him from the independent scene as John Moxley. Um, will not be renewing his contract with WWE when it expires in April. We are grateful and appreciative of all that Dean has given to WWE and our fans. We wish him well and hope that one day Dean will return to WWE. So, um, well, now, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, and this is the thing. So I was thinking about this uh, throughout the day today because, like I say, I I got hit with this at about 530 this morning. And – so I was trying to so I was trying to figure out what the uh, closest comparable um, situation would be to this. And okay. And the one that comes to mind, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but I'm going to throw this at you: Jerry Lawler and Stacy Carter. True. 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 Yes. Okay. Good. So you do remember that situation. Um, I do. For those of our, for those of our uh, younger fans or fans that uh, were not into wrestling during that time period in the uh, '90s, uh, Jerry at the time was married to Stacy Carter, and he was he was of course working uh, the commentary table. At uh, on Raw with uh, Jim Ross, who at that time also was the executive vice president, which is the actual position that uh, Triple H holds. The COO that they built him under is strictly for show. There's not actually a COO of uh, WWE. Um, Vince is what? Vince is uh, C- Vince show? is CEO. Vince is CEO and chairman of the board. Um, Paul is executive vice president, and Stephanie is uh, chief brand officer. That's that's how their corporate structure works. Um, but uh, anyway, at the time, Jim was Jim was the executive vice president, and he and Jerry, of course, did Raw. Um, Stacy was uh, was talent at the time, and so they. Uh, proceeded to actually fire Stacy on on a Monday night. Um, I'll actually, in fact, uh, let me do this. Let me let me take a let me take a quick um, check and see 
exactly when that was so that I can um, come up with the with the exact timeline because I mean I recall the situation quite well but um, the date the date eludes me it's itself so I'm gonna so I'm gonna put this into Stacy. But was there a Congo line? Um, no, you know what? Uh, we still we still do not have any information regarding the condition of the Congo line. I'm 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 really devastated by that. I know you are. I know we are. Um, so yeah, we're yeah. <laughs> we can talk yeah, about gonna, that. We can talk about that. We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep looking. We're gonna keep looking at that. Um, oh, waiting for that. Waiting for that uh, report. Um, now let's see here. Okay. Um, all right. Here we go. Now I'm gonna. All right. So I'm gonna do this. Um, all right. I found a report. Let me. Okay. Now. Okay, so let's see here. Okay, so it's so quiet uh, without the other two. Now I got somebody knocking at my door. I can't believe this. At this hour of night. Holy cow. Um so well all right, I'm all right, hang on. Sorry, I'm gonna be right back, so hold on just a moment. Fantastic. And here I am by myself online. That's entertaining. I've got no jokes, I've got nothing. No, we're talking. No, we're talking about um, uh, current wrestling news, and um, two of our co-hosts are out tonight, and the other one just got somebody knocking at the door. So here I am. I'm the, here I am, the brand new uh, co-host, and I um, got nothing. Uh, did some independent wrestling this weekend. That was pretty awesome. Saw some good shows, some good talent. Um, did some work out in Kansas. It's cold out in Kansas. Um, hope everybody's having okay. a uh, warm evening. Sorry, I was I yeah. was I was filling the uh, filling the uh, dead air with. Um, oh my God, you guys all abandoned me, and I'm home alone. <laughs> uh oh, wait a second, home alone. I think I've seen that one somewhere before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, so anyway, about- so anyway, um what happened was that um they um uh, they had put her into um right to censor. Um but uh, midway um through that uh, through that time period um she was fired for what they called what they called misconduct. 
And okay. so and so Jerry uh, was so angry and upset about that that uh he quit on the spot. Wow. Now Jim now Jim tried to Jim tried to talk him out of it, but he was he was not he was not going to uh you know, be dissuaded. So he um so he actually was gone from uh WWE for uh for quite a while. Which kinda of, which really put uh um put Jim in a in a bad spot because of course, you know, I mean this was this was his best buddy. Right. This was his best buddy that uh, was well, quitting. Well, but in all fairness, in, having yeah. a partner, having a partner in this business, whether they be boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever, I mean, you know, that that's your loyalty, and so having that, I I understand that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Now that's why that's why myself. I have I've always been married to and dating people outside of the business because I never wanted the business to come between us. Right. Right. Now, which I mean it's, it's complicated. It, it right. Because that's a because that's the thing. I mean, right now, you know, obviously of course the you know, the question then gets to be, what is what's going to happen with uh, with Renee Young, and that is she going to is she going to stick around? If she sticks around, um, you know, are they going to um, go ahead and reduce her role again because of him leaving? Now, they right. see, there's a. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot of um, varied things that uh, that can happen on this. Now, um, now let's see here. Um, now that which uh, which of course, obviously, then the speculations you know turned up as soon as the as soon as the word hit up. Oh my gosh, you know. AEW, AEW, AEW. Okay. Right. Well, um, well, AEW, uh, at least through Chris Jericho, really <laughs> kind of lambasted. That was a great tweet. That was a great tweet. I'm just not gonna lie. It was funny. I love, I love, I love that one. Then there's the other one, which uh, we'll also get into here in just a minute, Jess. Um, where basically uh, he told WWE, Ring of Honor, and Impact, "Hey, don't flatter yourselves, boys. We're only interested in four of your people." It was actually six to eight. Six to eight of your okay, people. Okay, well, the, well, the original yes. tweet it said four. So, okay. Did it? Oh, okay. Think, okay. Okay. Yeah. But think about that. You know, I mean, their people don't impress AEW enough that they want to steal them. <laughs> if, That's amazing. If I'm, Vince, if I'm Vince, I think I would be more angry about that 
said about the idea that AEW could steal some of his talent. Because here, you know, here's Jericho, who's one of their, you know, he's not an official officer of the organization, but he's, uh, you know, sure as heck uh, got uh, pulling influence in the in the company, and that's sitting right. there saying, "Yelp, your guys aren't good enough in our books. We don't want yeah. them." Beautiful. Yeah. Because the people, then, sometimes sometimes the people they put on main roster aren't exactly their best their best performers. They're just the ones that they're pushing behind. Some of their best performers aren't even on their main rosters. Yeah. Um, well this thing because yeah, because here because this is part of this is part of what he said. Um he he said um Intimidation and fear goes a long way in our business, guys. Um, and um, so within that, he lays into Brock Lesnar and says, but let's be honest, he, meaning Brock, needs to pull up his pants and lose the gut. The dream is over, dude. <laughs> I don't play by the script. Oh. So, oh. <laughs> so I mean, yo. Know, so yeah, Jericho. I mean, let's. I mean, Jericho was a loose cannon in WCW. <laughs> yeah, you know, he was a he was a he was a loose cannon in WWE the first time. <clears throat> he. Definitely is a loose cannon in New Japan, and so now he's going to be the loose cannon of AEW. <laughs> oh. And he's always been a fantastic mouthpiece. I mean, you know, like good at what he does, but yeah, definitely loose oh, cannon. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I mean, y'all. I mean, hey, I who. Of our generation doesn't remember the list of a thousand and four holes. Number one, right. armbar. <laughs> Number two, backdrop. Number three, armbar. <laughs> right, right. Uh, that was some. I mean, that was some absolutely classic stuff right there. Um, but. Uh, now, uh, and of course, the uh, um, speaking of AEW, the um, latest uh, the latest episode. And if you and if you don't watch um, Being the Elite, you definitely you definitely need to need to watch that um, because seriously, it is it is a good it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a Good little bit that they're that they're doing. Um, they uh, the young bucks uh, had uh, their um, little trip over to uh, Defy Wrestling in Seattle that uh, they that they put on there. Um, and then the uh, um, and then the latest episode. Um, now the now the episode before the one where they uh where they have uh 
where they show them uh, invading Seattle, they have a scene where somebody um, loses his phone in a bathroom in a previous episode. Well, the implication is that the person who left his phone in the bathroom was none other than Kenny Omega. Nice. And and um, and Matt Jackson comments on the phone being found and said, "I can't believe people thought you were be thought you would be there." And Matt said he'd see you, see him soon. And of course, <laughs> being there meaning Phoenix and the Royal Rumble, because there were right. still people that thought, oh. Oh, he's going to turn up. He's going to turn up. He can't turn up. He's still under contract technically for three more days to New Japan. Right. Um, but the phone the phone flips over, um, revealing a countdown timer that ends nine days, nineteen hours. Now, nine days, nineteen hours. February 7th. And nice. February 7th, well, here, there's, a, there's a reason behind that. February 7th is the AEW ticket party for Double or Nothing. So looking at that, uh-huh. that means, yeah, that means that on February 7th, the ticket party better get ready because yeah, it looks yeah. like. Yeah. That's going to be a lot like, of information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like it looks like Kenny's coming to town. That would be nice. Oh, uh, I'll tell you. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he is the most over um, North American wrestler who has not regularly wrestled in rings in North America. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, mean, think about it. Um, In fact, uh, in fact, in in fact, the actual original reason that um, New Japan came up with their whole North American championship and North American division was, you know, to a to a certain extent, they were going to build that around the Bullet Club, around right. Kenny and Cody and the Bucks and those guys and that. Now, of course, they are you know having to do it with other Americans and that. But you know, you think about it. I mean, Kenny did um, did a show during WrestleMania week um, over in Orlando. Um, I don't think he, I don't think he was in one, uh, last year at New Orleans. He did, he did, uh, the two, um, LA based shows for New Japan. And of course he did all in. So, uh, so, so when he makes it here to AEW, that is going to be, the first time 
that he is going to be a regular in a North American-based company. That's awesome. Be- yeah, because of course he had because of course um, you know during his early years he'd been offered a deal. Apparently, you know, didn't take it then, and um, of course uh, he was offered a deal when it was announced that he wasn't going back to New Japan, and he turned that down as well. Which, of course, you know, obviously everybody already had figured by this point. Hey, you know, he's not he's not going to abandon Nick, Matt, and Cody. Right. He's gonna. He's gonna well, be. He's gonna. Be, yeah. These deals, when when they put these deals on the table, there's so many sub clauses and so many side. You know, like everybody's like, oh, I want. You know, I work in the independent circuit, and so everybody's like, oh, I want to make it. I want to make it big, and I'm like, until you read the contract, until you see what you're really like. Yeah, not exactly. Not everything is glitters that you know. Not everything that glitters is gold, you know, like, so I, I, I understand. I mean, he probably turned it down to be with the boys, but also, I mean, I'm sorry for the right amount of money. My boys can be my boys on weekends and I would still take a good contract, but that contract's got to be solid gold. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's a, you know, there's a lot of things Um, we're talking a few weeks ago, um, about uh, about my good friend Evilise, who right now is locked in a contract with Lucha Underground, and she's not happy. She has on many times asked for her release. To this at to this point, right now, we don't even know if there's going to be a season five of Lucha Underground because. Nothing has been said. Nothing has been right. shot yet. Okay. Um, and so while, yeah, she can take certain things like Shine and that, which are uh, internet pay-per-views, she can't do a show like Double or Nothing. She can't join All Elite. Um, she's not part of the cooperative deal because she's not – also uh, involved with AAA that um, right. allows her to be uh, signed to be signed with Impact. She can't do Wow because of this. Well, right now, right now, her her hands are literally tied behind her back, and there's not and there's not a darn thing that the poor girl can do about it. And unfortunately, unfortunately, when they're, you know, teaching everybody everything about the business and everything like that, they forget to tell people don't be so starry eyed when it comes to your contracts. Make sure you know what you're signing and make sure you know what you're getting yourself locked into. Right. Because you could get stuck in a contract in which you are stuck, literally like this poor young lady. Right. Exactly. I mean, hey, look at how long it took. um Adrian Neffel, a.k.a. Pac, before he was able to finally uh, show up uh, 
first off at uh, Dragon's Gate, and then, of course, with AEW. Um, right. He basically, I mean, he set out for almost pretty much an entire year because he had to because he had to sit out that he had to sit out that deal and then of course um one of those things that uh the that the main contracts um all three all three major companies right now uh, right now three majors of course WWE ROH and Impact they have a 90 day no compete clause so right. that means when either your contract expires or you get released, whichever way it might be, and that um, you're basically out at least of anything TV-wise for the next for three months. For 90 days. Yeah. Yep. Now, now you, you know, depending on, depending on the circumstances of your contract – you might be able to take independent show bookings and that, but even even that there might be there might be certain restrictions on. And of course, obviously, when you um, you know when when you leave, depending on how WWE works it out and that, um, you oh. Uh, would be you would have to, you know, you would have to change your name. Unless unless you own your likeness, you own your name, you own your brand, basically. And there's some who actually right. own their actual brand and write into that. But yeah, like it's. I mean, I I know this through. I worked in the music industry for years, and so it's mm-hmm. the contracts are really similar. Entertainment contracts are entertainment contracts. And Absolutely. so, you know, uh, it's not written for the artist or the entertainer. <laughs> it is definitely not in their benefit. It is for the benefit of the company always. And, uh, you know, so, like, if you did go out during that 90 days, you would either have to wrestle as somebody not under your name or it's the same idea as – uh Jake Hager versus Jack Swagger. He couldn't he couldn't do his MMA fight as Jack Swagger because they own that name. So he had to use right. Jake Hager. Yeah, it's the right. same it's the same idea. Which so yeah, I mean you know real name anyway. But right. then, the, then at the same time you have guys like Simon Gotch who um WWE didn't maintain the rights to the name so he in turn went ahead and got the and and copyrighted the name himself and now he owns it and that's why he is able to go ahead and work all the places that he works using that name which he made famous as part of the Vaud villains right so, right. Um, right. Course, I mean, you know, and and that's one thing. That's one thing when people are looking at contracts, say you know, own your likeness. <laughs> you know, right. like own your right. name. If you don't own your name, 
you're like when you leave you <laughs> it's it's the same idea as why Prince changed his name into a symbol because they owned everything about him and he couldn't actually perform under another name, which is why he changed his name to a symbol because that was a loophole in the contract. And as soon as right. that contract was over, he changed his name back to Prince and continued his contract. Right, exactly. It's, just, exactly. it's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. Right. Well, it's like we talked about um, a few weeks back before before you were with us um, with uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles right. probably made the the smartest contract setup in the history of the company, um, and we've talked about it on here. Basically, what basically what he is doing is he is renting. His name, his likeness, the names of the Styles Clash, the Phenomenal Forearm, and the Pele Kick to WWE. And hmm. when and you know when or if the time ever comes that he decides that he wants to leave WWE and maybe you know go back out independent or maybe you know, go back to Japan, whatever the case may be, and that he comes, he goes with all of that. So he keeps his name, he keeps names of his moves, everything, everything else. Now, it doesn't mean that WWE has to um, remove anything, change anything at all. It's just that, you know, they can't they can't sit there and tell him oh you are no longer AJ Styles you can't use the Styles clash you know this was the this was the type of situation that the Dudley boys ran into um when they left WWE and went to Impact they um start they started with the Dudley boys name but then were like practically immediately given a cease and desist by uh, WWE saying, um, guys, when you signed your contracts with us, you signed that name over to us. So we own it. You can't use it anymore, which is why Team 3D came to be. Gotcha. If I were to ever get um, to that level, I would, I would, that's the one thing that I would fight for is my name. I would fight to keep my name. <laughs> I'd even uh, take less money. I would even take less money in the long run just to keep my name and likeness. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've looked through the, um, idea of, uh, you know, I mean, I might still, I might still eventually, I mean, by, by, by usage rights, I actually own the name of the Dean and that, but, um, you know, I have, I have, uh, on several occasions looked at the idea of going ahead and actually trademarking the name to, you know, go ahead and fit, uh, and fit my, you know, fit my character as far as my look in that, um, which, 
is still pretty, which is still pretty unique as far as uh, um, referees in the right. industry. I've had, I've had a, over the years, I've had a few imitators. I had a when I had a flat top, um, and that uh, there was there was a referee in uh, Jerry Lawler's Memphis territory who suddenly went to a flat top and a goatee and everything, looking looking just like me. And that. But he wasn't um, as handsome. I'm sure he wasn't as handsome. Oh, uh, well, thank you. I mean, you know, I've uh, I've joked when uh, when Marty Elias uh, from Lucha Underground made a surprise appearance on on our show one night. Uh, I always call him my twin brother from another mother because he and I do look exactly the same. I mean, although he's grown a beard um, since then. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen him in a while, so I don't know if he's still got the beard or whether he's just going with the goatee uh, back again. <clears throat> but, um, you know, he has the shaved head, all of that stuff. So, nice. you know, so it's been, so it's been, a, you know, I've had, I've had some imitated styles over the years and that, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm that much of a big deal that people would necessarily want to, you know, imitate what I do, but, you know, hey, you know, when, when, if you're, you know, if your picture, if your likeness is out there on the, on the internet, which mine is obviously, and that, um, you know, some people are going to look and people are going to say, hey, you know what, I like how that looks, so maybe I'll just go ahead and do that. Funny enough, I took a promo shots in my new, uh, new costume I just got, or outfit, year, whatever we call it, and uh, uh, put my new promo shots up, and a week later, Nikki Cross was in the same top, and I was like, hey, 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 I don't know, <laughs> is, is she copying me, am I copying her, but I hadn't seen her picture first, but I was like, hey, that's a hot looking top, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, love me some Nikki Cross, oh, I, seriously, seriously, that I love I love that. I mean, you know, the whole twisted sister bit, fantastic. Oh yeah. Fantastic. Oh yeah. So uh, oh now if if we wanna if we wanna go into the rumor mill, um they uh, what we saw what we saw tonight at the beginning of SmackDown was Charlotte and Becky. Uh get ready. If you were looking at the idea of Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch being a one-on-one match for the women's title at WrestleMania. <laughs> I don't, don't think so. Don't plan on it. Uh, the the uh, the plans that uh, they're talking about right now, yes, they include Charlotte in that match. Because, nice. of course, Charlotte Dell, um, a few pay-per-views earlier, Beat the beat the crap out of Ronda with that uh, kendo stick, and that when she yes. uh, went into crazy Charlotte. Yeah, she had blood coming out of her ears. That was insane. Ronda Rousey had got the tar beat out of her. I saw that. That was just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, in Ronda's case, that was basically cauliflower, and that um, that was cracked open. But. There was also a there was also a big rumor that was very quickly squashed regarding Rhonda. Um, 
there was a there was a rumor that was saying that Ronda was actually leaving after WrestleMania. Now, that rumor, like I say, was quickly was quickly squashed. However, the word is that she is going to be taking some planned time off. So, yes, the odds are very high that Ronda is going to be dropping the women's strap for WrestleMania. Spoiler alert, people. Um, we just don't know who now she's going to be dropping it to because, of course, eventually, you know, they're over the next over the next uh, several weeks. I say Becky Lynch. I say Becky Lynch. It's you know it's it's possible because I mean right now let's let's be honest here folks Becky Lynch is the hottest thing going in WWE okay I mean look at the look at the look at the way the crowd reacted last night when Ronda got on the mic there the only doing. way that yeah. They were booing. They were they were they were chanting Becky's name, and she came out. The only way Ronda even got the audience back, oh, at least part of them, was when she started in on the fact that while Becky was doing other things, she was main eventing UFC, a company that didn't even women fighters in the first place. So, you know, she's, yeah, she's making sure that her past definitely gets included in her storylines, which is, which is great. Oh, I love that. I, I love agree. that. And, and of course, and of course the other, and the other thing, which Rhonda talked about this during evolution too, um, is that she wants to, she wants to have a family. Now, she does have a built-in family because, of course, uh, her husband, Travis Brown, has a child from from previous marriage and that. Right. Who just adores Rhonda completely. But Rhonda wants to have a baby of her own you know, before, before, you know, before it gets too far up there. I mean, you know, the bio, you know I mean, right. I don't want to sound sexist, but uh, the biological clock there is ticking. Right. Rhonda's in her 30s. You know, I mean, yeah, women do have children later on in life, but you know, it's a it's a little it's a little difficult when you're you know in your in your fifties and your child is now just going off to college. And that I had a baby at thirty seven, and I think I was absolutely insane. So. Like I had, I had a child at 37, and while all of my friends from high school are now having grandchildren, I have a grade schooler. So, <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, no, it's insane. Well, I mean, hey, I am I'm the child of an of at least an older father. I mean, my dad retired. Uh, from working when I was uh, in when I was in eighth grade, so but oh, wow. you know the but the good but then the good thing about that was 
that um, while a lot of the other kids, their parents weren't uh, able to be at all the band concerts or uh, sports events and anything like that, my dad always was there. Right. So, you know, so that, so I got to, so I got to, you know, appreciate that full, you know, really, really full well and that. So, I, we, you know, I, I was happy about that. We've often joked that my son's father, my son is my, is his midlife crisis because he has, when my son was born, he had a daughter graduate high school who was 18 and a 12-year-old. So my son being six has a sister that is six years older than him and a sister that is 12 years older than him. So, like, we we have the whole gamut of children. It's bizarre. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, I'm I'm six years older than my younger brother, but... Well, my my folks had him when I was six, so yeah, that's that's a that's a little well, that's I mean, a little she's bit of a years, different ball game. Yeah. Sorry, she's twelve years older than him, not six years older. Twelve years older than him. One's eighteen and one's twelve years older than him. So, uh, it's it's bizarre. We have one one that's married and off doing her own thing, one that's in college, and one that's in grade school. <laughs> Oh man. Well, there you go. Hey, you know, that that works. That works. Um uh Sammy Guevara. Short-lived uh time with uh, Major League Wrestling. Uh Guevara, according to uh the reports, double booked himself on certain um MLW dates. So Cord Bauer said, "Hey, yo, you want to do that? You might as well just get out of here." And so, wow. Sammy Guevara is gone from MLW. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, oh, in Germania, in Germania, um, Ember Moon injured her elbow Yay. Sunday night. Oh no. Yes. Yes. Um I was so happy to see her. I was so happy to see her. <laughs> well, enjoy that. Uh go back on the network and and keep watching it because um you're not going to be seeing her for quite a while after that. Um Really? Yeah. Um she's said that uh you know she's gonna have to she's gonna have to have immediate surgery, which means she's probably going to be having that within the next uh, couple of days, probably down in Alabama. Dr. James Andrews, of course, who does all the orthopedic work for uh, WWE and other um, professional athletes. Uh, but uh, there's but she but she said it's going to be quote a while before. Um, she's going to be able to return to WWE. So that sucks. Yeah, it does because that mm-hmm. means you know no wrestle no WrestleMania for her. Which, that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so uh, I didn't have, hear get heard. I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and look at that because, like, I yeah. I didn't see her well, get hurt. Yeah, well, I mean, there's that one spot where um, Alexa Bliss does the uh, does the moonsault and that on her. I'm I'm gonna have to go back myself and look at it to see. Um, gotcha. So, yeah. So, um, so, all right. So a few weeks back, um, when we started talking about uh, people leaving, and of course, uh, this was the uh, point where we were hearing the stories regarding the revival, there were also stories um, regarding uh, Maria Canellas and her husband, Mike, a.k.a. Mike Bennett, which she put a, a quash on saying that, hey, no, we have not asked for our release. And, of course, <clears throat> Maria showed up Sunday night for the Women's Royal Rumble. Well, Mike showed up Tonight on 205 Live, um, taking on uh, one of my one of my longtime friends, Kalisto. Right. <laughs> so, um, excuse me. So it's so um, so it looks like uh, so it looks like that uh, you know. That was one. That was one rumor that um, that was not true. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Well, that kind of, that kind of covers a lot of the news parts. So let's go ahead and. Um, oh no, we no, we do have to do this. Um, uh, we talked to you know a few weeks back uh, Lars Sullivan, who was supposed to uh, make his um, debut a few weeks ago, uh, but disappeared before he was supposed to go out, and apparently is uh, suffers from anxiety attacks. Um, has been uh, a representative who uh, goes by the name of Mr. Christensen um, has uh, issued a statement, um, and it says, uh, it says there's been a lot of speculation about Lars recently. It's true. He went missing several weeks ago, and I was just able to contact him this morning. Lars wants everyone to know he is in a good place and is sorry to everyone he's disappointed. And at this point, he's hmm. also even locked his Twitter account. Hmm. So, yeah. So, I don't know, you know, I mean, don't know what that uh, necessarily means in that. You know, we're just going to have to obviously wait to wait to find out what uh, is actually going on in that. Um, well... Now, I think the world needs to take more mental health breaks. So, if that's what's really going on, good for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're, you know, I mean, it's just a case that uh we have to we have to see what uh what is, you know, 
what's ha- what's happening with him and see where he's at and oh if he does decide to go ahead and actually and actually come actually come in oh hmm. um i you know i don't know it's hard to it's hard it's hard to say i mean this is you know again we talked about we talked about this uh a few weeks back when uh, we had uh, Jamie Senegal on. If you have not, if you have not listened to that, folks, um, you can listen to it uh, here through Blog Talk. You can also listen to it through TuneIn, um, whether through the TuneIn app, the TuneIn website, or if you have Amazon Alexa, you can also um, catch uh, TuneIn through there. Um, we are also available through the CastBox app as well. So there are definitely uh, several ways to hear us. Um, you don't need you don't need iTunes to catch a previous broadcast. So just you know, always remember that. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a quick plug for uh, tomorrow night Wrestling Authority Radio. Uh, we're going to have a we're going to have a guest that uh, I've been wanting to talk to for a long time, and that uh, spoke to him last night over the phone and that and so i'm looking forward to him joining us tomorrow night uh the uh, glow girls talked about him a little bit last week when they were on uh but the originator and uh executive producer of glow matt simber will be joining us live in the er tomorrow night at uh nine eight central time and uh we're going to Obviously, we're going to talk about some glow. Uh, we'll also talk about his new project. Now, um, we'll go ahead and uh, put a little disclaimer here. Matt does have some memory issues, so um, now there might be points where he might repeat stuff. He might forget stuff. Please, oh, folks, indulge that because there, you know, there's a lot with that type of a situation. I mean, the fact that he's going on and continuing to um, work on producing shows at this point, I think is an awesome thing. Um, That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait to hear uh, some of the stories that uh, he hopefully will have for us and uh, maybe a few hints about, uh, about the new show. Well, the Glow Girls last weekend, or last week, were just absolutely, they were a delight, and their stories were funny, so I, I can't wait. I mean, I just, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be excellent. I think we're going to have a, I think we're going to have ourselves a great time with that, so. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead, we're going to take a a quick uh, breather, pause for the cause, as we always said in the music industry, and that. And uh, we're going to go, actually, we're going to go back in time a little bit uh, towards uh, towards my era, back in the uh, 1970s. Uh, some boys from uh, Berwyn, Illinois, the Ides of March in Vehicle. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rampage Rants Tuesday Night Turmoil right here on the Evolution Radio Network. <laughs>
because wow, I mean, you know, again, you know, they they say that uh, you know that um, any of this um, doesn't go without approval from the back, but I'm still I'm still wondering who went ahead and made the approval for Sam Roberts to just sit there and bury that poor young woman like that. I mean, Bianca Belair is a highly, highly talented individual, um, extremely athletic. Of course, she has a uh, well-known, um, for those who have uh, watched her backstory, well-known amateur background and that. Um, just absolutely amazing in that. Um, so well, I... Um, I- I understand it. I mean, it's it's about storylines, and um, you know, everybody loves to cheer for the underdog. And if everybody's dogged somebody out, and you think they were unfairly dogged out, then you're going to cheer even harder for them. And right. Well, of course. Yeah, but of course, the obvious the obvious difference is that you know, the live audience doesn't get to hear. What what they're saying over the network, unless of course they've got their WWE network app on their phone, and that, and they're watching the pre-show on their phone while they're waiting for the waiting for the show to start, and that. True. So true. Who knows? Who knows? You know, it's yeah. I mean, you know, but then again, you know, nowadays. Um, the way the way fans are, you know, hey, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there were people who were actually sitting there before before it started with their phones on, um, you know, watching the pre-show and that. Yeah, I mean, we become we become that much of a uh, unfortunately a uh, connected society in that way. Oh yeah. So. Um, all right. So At all sporting so, events. Yes. Yes, it's true. It's true. And it's, you know, it's really, it's really kind of sad. I mean, you know, when I go, oops, and just a second here. Um, when, when I go, when I go to a sporting event, hey, you know, my, my phone, well, when I go to a sporting event, a concert, anything like that, my phone is off. Unless I'm, you know, unless I want to take some pictures and that, now and then I'll take a few pictures, which I will post later after I've come back. The rest of the time, I'm I'm watching. I'm I'm allowing myself to be entertained. That's the whole idea of what entertainment is all about. So exactly. All right. So, all right. So first off, for takeover, how about that War Raiders entrance? I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, the line, the lineup of Vikings with their, with their helmets, their shields, and their spears, and then the War Raiders come up from underneath, and all of that. I mean. That entrance alone. You had me. At, you had me at Vikings. You just. You had me at Vikings. I was there. <laughs> oh my gosh! That you know, um, and 
then those and then those guys put on like about a 15 20 minute absolute absolute clinic i'm i am still i am waiting i can't wait and i said this in our host chat on saturday night i can't wait i want to see when the war raiders get called up i'd like to see them on smackdown i want to see them up against sanity because I want to see Hanson square off um, with um, with uh, Killian Dane face to face. I mean, oh my lord! That'd be That's pretty awesome. Be, oh, I mean, it's going to be two bulls in a china shop, but. The two bulls actually can dance. Exactly. No, exactly. In the ring, and my wife was sitting there um, watching watching him pull off these cartwheels. And I mean, you know, and she's used to the business. She understands it, you know, and knows that. Yeah, hey, a lot of, you know, a lot of the big guys are very agile, but she's watching him and. Her jaw is on the floor. Seeing him, seeing him cartwheel like that, you know, it's pretty impressive. I mean, like most people don't realize that you know, uh, professional wrestling is very acrobatic, very, very acrobatic. True. True. You know, and you know, and this is, and this is the other thing, and you know, a lot of people, you know, of course, I'll. I mean, the thing is, yeah, when, when you, when you are also a magician and you know how the trick, how the trick is done, it's, it still doesn't mean that you're not amazed when a master pulls the trick off and right. those, and, and all four of them, War Raiders and um, the uh, Fish and O'Reilly tandem from Undisputed Era are master magicians. Exactly. I mean, they 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 have you they have you eating out of the palm of their hand, and that. I like to call um, them master craftsmen because I believe that they are tip top of their craft. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Like I I oh, I absolutely, absolutely I absolutely. Right. Go ahead. I absolutely just like I I watch some of these some of these professional athletes out there and, and I call them athletes because there's just, it's absolutely feats of athleticism to watch them, you know, do the flips and the turns and the, you know, everything that they do and the picking up and the slams. And, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And it's just, they're, they're absolutely the tip top of their craft. They're amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they're they're craftsmen, they're artists, um, they're athletes, they're storytellers, they're magicians. I mean, you know, every every one of those words can accurately describe a good professional wrestler, and those four are absolutely, um, you know, they fit they fit every one of those categories. And so, um, so of course, uh, 
as we know, uh, War Raiders won and are now the NXT Tag Team Champions. Correct. Which was then, uh, which was then followed up by the King of Bros, Matt Riddle, against the knockout artist Cassius Ono. <laughs> now, <laughs> now we have had Les Thatcher is a very good friend of this program. Um, he's been on a few times. Um, he did he did some of uh, Chris Hero Cassius Ono's training, and what he right. told us a long time ago is that. Uh, uh, Ono is not uh, is not one of those guys for the uh, for really working the cardio and that. Um, so, frankly, I am amazed they actually let the match go as long as they did on that one. Um, you know, but they but they did, and of course. Um, in the end, in the end, Matt uh, Matt Riddle um, went ahead and uh, and got the and got the Duke. Then, oh my gosh, another masterpiece. Absolutely. Ricochet and uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh my lord. Oh. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I worked I worked with Ricochet many years ago um, when. Dragon's Gate was uh, just starting to get well known in that, so um, one of our people called up, and we got uh, Ricochet and one of the other guys from Dragon's Gate, and so they and so they worked for us. Um, you know, really talented kid at the at the time. Obviously, of course, he's become even a greater talent. Uh, you know, um, everything that he. Learned when he was uh, right. in Japan, of course, uh, uh, as Prince Fuma and Lucha Underground, and that, and of course, and then uh, Gargano is, oh, I mean, he he has been a longtime grinder on the on the independent scene, and that, and so, you know, so you knew that you were going to have a have a great match, but my gosh, oh Lord, I mean, the stuff that these two did. With and to each other was just right and believable. I mean, I'm sitting there again. I agree. <clears throat> you know, again, yeah, you know, you know, you know how the trick is done, but when, but when the guy does it that well, then you're, uh, you're, you're sitting, you're sitting there going. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. And that. And those two those two again, you know, another another clinic. I mean, that's one of those things. NXT just really, really pushes the envelope um and makes it uh difficult if not practically impossible for the main roster to go ahead and catch up with them and compare to them. I agree. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so, um, and of course, uh, winds up with, um, you know, with uh, Gargano capturing his, uh, his first uh, singles title in NXT uh, with the North American belt. 
Um, then from there, the uh, um, Baszler Bel Air match, and you know, <clears throat> wow. Um, right. Bel Air. Yeah, I mean, Bel Air definitely held her own. Um, in fact, um, actually, uh, the actually, I mean, I I felt I kind of felt sorry for uh, for Shayna. I don't know if you caught this or if any of the other fans caught this. They definitely they did a close up on uh, on uh, Shayna's midsection after uh, after Bianca did that hair whip on her. And you saw that uh, nice little uh, open cut. Right. On, I did see oh, that. Yo, know, my wife looks at that. And she's like, "Oh, she cut her open." And I'm looking. And I'm going, "Yeah, she did. Holy cow!" Oh. Which is crazy because you know they uh, they don't they don't like to do color on live TV anymore. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. I mean, hey, you're a publicly traded multi-billion-dollar corporation with uh, with major companies as sponsors, and that, yeah. Oh, so obviously, of course. I mean, it was a hundred percent accident. Um, you know, I'm uh, sure. And then, of course, uh, um, now there now there were now there were some people who um, kind of. Uh, Kind of ripped on uh, on uh, Jess on Jess Carr and the uh, and the bump that she took and that um, I didn't have I didn't have an issue with it. Um, you know, I thought I thought it looked uh, perfectly natural. Like uh, yo, know, hey, she you know, she got in the way of uh, of a of a move and got uh, and got knocked down and uh, you know. It took her. It took her a while to recover. So, right. You know, I mean, not everybody and, falls gracefully. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, and and a referee. And you know, I mean, I was. You know, and I was occasionally guilty of this. I mean, I would do. You know, sometimes when I took a shot, I would take. I would take the. Uh, would take the picture perfect bump, and that. When it should have been more like you know, looking looking like somebody who just you know wasn't able to maneuver his own feet together. Right. And then, somebody who was sideswiped. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, there were there were occasions I I pulled it off. There were occasions that I didn't. Now, and I'm going to be the first one to say that I've always talked about the fact that. Uh, I was my own worst critic. I watched matches that I was in because I felt like I had to watch them. I think that. we do that. I think we do that as performers and as as workers. Um, like, I watched my Friday night match, and I watched it four times, and I can tell you everything I did wrong, how I could have improved it, where I should have done it, how it should have been, what was wrong. Everybody else was like, oh, my God, it was an amazing match. It looked great. And I'm like, I did this wrong. I did that wrong. This didn't look right. I could have changed this. You know, I so I think that it, it's only natural uh, for us being craftsmen to want to improve our craft. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like I say, it's just yeah. You know, I mean, it's you know, like I say, I would I I would sit there, I would look at myself, you know, in a in a match, and I would um, I I I would watch I'd watch the video, and I would smack myself in the head, going, oh my God, you moron, that looked absolutely like crap. However, I will tell you that I took a kendo a kendo shot to the shoulders and went straight down and it looked amazing. Like I I will tell you Friday night, I took one and I got a nice purple bruise across my shoulders right now. It's beautiful and I got whacked really hard and I, I just it hurt enough that I didn't have to fake the fall. The fall came naturally. <laughs> Oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Um But uh so so then, you know, so um and of course uh you know uh Basler's little uh girl buddies uh joined in after the after the ref bump and that um and the and the one thing you know, about it uh they made they made sure that uh Belair did not tap out that she passed out, so that keeps her that keeps her strong, and that. Right. So, all right, and then from there, um, the uh, the main event, uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa defending the uh, NXT title against Alistair Black. Right. Holy cow! Oh my God! I mean, you know. Um, three times fairy tale ending, and then also, uh, and then also, uh, Champa kicking out of the uh, black mass. I mean, my gosh, that was some that was some amazing stuff right there. I mean, you know, um, I mean, of course, uh, Champa for a long time was a uh, mainstay up here in the Chicago area with um, AAW. And that so uh, I so I'd seen a lot of his stuff prior to this, and I've and I've known how good he is. Um, but boy, I Alistair Black every time out impresses the daylights out of me. And that and uh, and uh, K- and Katie, well, you know, Katie loves the entrance. My wife was like, "How do they do that?" I said, "There's a there's a board underneath it." Uh, Gets uh, that gets oh, hydraulically pushed up, and that so you know right. kind of like that uh, vampire type thing. You know. Now, personally, I like the I like the way I like the way that uh, the um, they uh, go from the uh, somewhat Urzat's, uh Alchemy symbols into into the actual English lettering for his name, and that uh, I think that's kind of cool myself. Now, I agree. But uh, but being a Rush fan, you know, um, I mean, hey, that's a that's a big deal because uh, Getty Lee um, has uh, alchemy symbols on the uh, on the pick guards of his bases. So, you know, hey. So my uh, some of my some of my favorite stuff, 
in there getting getting the influence at that. Um, so did you just tell yeah, me you're a Rush fan? Is that what you just I'm a told Rush me? Fan. Yes, I am a I'm Rush a fan. I'm a huge Rush fan. I'm a huge Rush fan. So that's something we have in common. Much love to you, brother. Well, hey, thank you, thank you. Um, well, our uh, our new our new theme that I uh, debuted tonight. Um, was actually, um, and I got to give I got to give props. I hadn't done this yet to uh, um, my uh, lead guitarist from our church, uh, Tony German, who also is the uh, guitar player for Animation, which is a uh, Rush tribute band here in the Chicago area. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, so Tony, much love, brother. Um, I'll even tell you. I'll even tell you about it uh, on Sunday when I see you. <laughs> um, so that so so that goes so that goes to um, so that goes to um, the for the for uh, for NXT Takeover. Then comes. Sunday night and Royal Rumble. Yay! I'm ready to talk about Royal Rumble. All right. Well, let's. Okay, so let's go ahead. Let's um. Let's kind of let's kind of let's kind of start out. Obviously, um. Well, I mean the kick the kickoff show. Okay. Um. Because I mean, yo. Know, we had, I mean, if you think about this, okay, um, <clears throat> let's see. We had literally a six-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view. We had a pay-per-view that was almost as long as the Super Bowl. Because the kickoff show itself was two hours long. And amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. This was my first ever watching the whole Royal Rumble. Oh, wow. I watched the whole thing because of the show, and I wanted to be educated. So I wanted to be able to be able to talk and not sound like I'm stupid. So I actually watched the whole thing. Normally, I just watch the highlights and, you know, maybe a match here and a match there. I actually watch it from beginning to end. Bravo. Good, good girl. Good girl. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, if you're, if you're going to be, if you're going to be one of the hosts of this show, you uh, have to be able to talk about, uh, about uh, what happened on, on everything, including the pay-per-view. Exactly. And it was hilarious because, as you guys know, we were texting each other during the whole thing so we were laughing at each other all four of us watching the show yep. so that was that was entertaining but yeah no that's definitely definitely worth um watching and i i enjoyed it and um i don't know where you want to start with it because it was an amazing it was an amazing well. show well, let's. Well, let's I, start I have, off with I, have the, uh, I have my own takes on it. Okay. Well, let's start off where it starts off with the uh, put together uh, tag match. Um, oh, um, 
Rude and Gable against uh, Razor and uh, Dawson. Um, right. You know, not a not a not a bad not a bad match. Um, <clears throat> they didn't. I I was I was a little surprised that um, they didn't throw more tension between Razor and Dawson. Right. As you know, I mean, you know, yeah, they're competing together for the tag titles, but at the same time, you know. They're both on two different teams that each want to be tag team champions. You know, don't don't take this the wrong way, but like for those of us in the business, it felt very much like a dark match. Does that make sense? No, absolutely, absolutely, it did. And I think that's you know, part of the reason that hey, it was you know, part of the you know, part of the pre-show and that right. Uh, Okay, and then um, and then the and then the second match was the match that uh, definitely when um, you take uh, tonight into account um, is absolutely hilarious because uh, it was the uh, U.S. title match between uh, Nakamura and Rusev, right. where. Where you have uh, Nakamura duck the char- charge from Rusev when uh, she's—I mean, it's like, okay, why did Lana not throw her shoe at Nakamura? She had her shoe off. I would have thrown it at the guy to try and stop yeah. him from taking off the turnbuckle pad. However, we all know she took her shoes off so she could take a bump off the apron. Come on now. Right. Right, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. So did I did I say that? Did I say that like that way? Did, My bad. Did you say that out loud? <laughs> um, so yeah, so that so of course obviously because then of course we um knew that uh she you know that something was gonna hinder her um, being in the Royal Rumble, <clears throat> my original thought, which I'll go ahead and say now because it didn't happen, was my thought was that um, they were going to play her music. They were going to say she wasn't able to compete because of her because of her ankle and that, and then boom, out comes Bianca Belair. That was that was what I was thinking that is what I was hoping and of course well we actually know what did happen and we'll talk about that momentarily Um, but uh, Nakamura wins and um, gets and gets the uh, and gets the uh, belt again which like I say we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes Um, and then the uh, and the uh, four-way for the uh, cruiserweight championship uh, my uh, old buddy Kalisto, Hideo Itami, Akira Tozawa, and the uh, champion Buddy Murphy. Oh my gosh! Oh. That was a good. That was a good four-way. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, you know, things didn't things didn't crowd into into each other, and that um, there was a nice fluidity that um, allowed you to observe the action without um, being overwhelmed. By the action, 
unlike the women's rumble, which there were too many women in the ring at once, and you're like, this is a cluster. Oh my God, would somebody throw somebody out? Hmm. Okay, Inter- interesting, interesting point. Let's we'll get to we'll get to that in, in uh, just a, in just a minute. I'm I'll be I'll be interested in uh, in hearing your take on that. Um, then of course uh, the actual official opening match, the man takes on the Empress for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, again, you know. I mean, Becky Lynch and Asuka both put on put on masterpiece matches. Individually. That was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, I I actually wasn't sure who was. You know, you know how sometimes you can watch a match and you know who's going to come out on top. You're like, oh yeah, I know who's going to win. I literally watched that whole match, n- not sure who was actually going to get the pin. I, I was absolutely just like, I mean, I was cheering. I was cheering for the man, but at the same time, um, the Empress looked amazing. I mean, she she always looks flawless. So, I mean, everything that they were doing to each other was just absolutely well executed. Their mo- You know, like, I couldn't break down their match and go, oh, well, that 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 sucked. That didn't connect. That that wasn't. I mean, everything that they did was just absolutely well timed and choreographed, right. and just it looked amazing. It, it really looked just top notch. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. You're right on that. I, and I was the same way because I kept because I kept thinking, okay, you know, Becky's gonna Becky's gonna get the belt, and that. And whoever wins the rumble is probably going to challenge Becky. Right. Now, um, and then of course, obviously, none of that proved to be correct. So hey, you know, um, was what it was. And then um, the bar against Miss and Mac. Um, <laughs> hmm. Actually, that was, I actually, yeah, go ahead. No, that was that was a good that was a good. I mean, like, I've I've loved the Miz since since he was on MTV. I mean, I've I've been a big time Miz fan for a long time. Um, so like, I I love watching him, and I, they they looked good together. They, I mean, it was a good match. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Shane is crazy. Uh, Shane, you know, his coast to coast, his willingness to jump off of anything, and that as you know, I mean, it's legendary at this point. Uh, definitely, you know, a lot of a lot of you know, good stuff. And it's impressive because he's there. not a spring chicken. He's not a spring no. chicken at all. No, no, he's he's in his he's in his early fifties. And to see and, him do and the stuff. I just watched him, and it it was amazing. I watched him fly, and I was like, "Wow, yeah." Mhm. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then and then from there, of course, uh, um, the Raw Women's Championship, uh, Sasha Banks challenging uh, Ronda Rousey. Um, now, 
Rhonda is a natural. Right. Triple H has said this and said the only other person who you know went from something else and picked and picked this up that quick, Kurt Angle. And when you're getting compared to Kurt Angle, that's that's saying something right there. Um, right. You know, but the thing, but the thing that uh, falls on top of that, that um, oh, and it's not that Kurt is bad at it, but um, Ronda has become, I will say, Ricky Morton good at, and. When you say Ricky Morton good, that's that's saying it all right there. Um, is selling, being in trouble, selling being the face in peril. Right. And she has learned to do an amazing job at that. Um, now Sasha Sasha putting her in the bank statement several times and just oh you know all the all of the points to where um where it looked like oh my gosh Rhonda's gonna lose it Rhonda's gonna lose it and then um and then to when actually instead of instead of the uh the normal arm bar actually Using the Piper's Pit to get a pin was right. a, was a different was a different finish for Ronda. So it was That's you know, true. so that was the yeah so that was a that was a good uh, that was a good thing to see. And that good change up. Um, right, right. Okay, <clears throat> then from there, the women's rumble, and the way it started out. I am still waiting because I am wondering if the fact that the rookie comes in, not only comes in at number one, but is then given mic time. I know. When number one is anybody ever given mic time, at a, on a Royal Rumble. Number two, a rookie who just got called up to the main roster, and you're right. handing her the mic and letting her talk at the beginning of that match? Okay. What's up here, Vince? Now, this I was happy to... when she finally got thrown out. She annoyed me. <laughs> Well, there you go. Hey, that shows that she's uh, doing she's doing her job, and that. No, um, no, she just got too much time, and and it, it, she was she was outclassed. I mean, she was absolutely outclassed, and I I mean, you know, like she was in there with some actually talented woman. And I'm not saying that she's not talented, but she just she shouldn't have been out. Maybe if she came out first, she shouldn't have been, like, one of the last to be thrown out. I mean, she spent too much time in the ring, in my opinion. Okay. Like, she got okay. too much shine. Okay. Well, then, obviously, well, see, like I say, then there's some, there's something going on. Vince must have some serious plans for her. 
exactly. keeping her keeping her in that long, giving her a mic at the start of the match. I mean, yeah, that's 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 saying a lot right there. Um, so then they so they yeah you know, so they start off with uh, her and Natty. Um, then comes Liv Morgan, and I'm going to say this right now. I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this. The whole storyline with Corey Graves and his fascination with Liv Morgan is really starting to grate on my nerves like fingernails on a chalkboard. (laughs) Come on. Everybody knows that you're Mary Graves and you've got kids. You talk about them on the air. Now, what's what's up with what's up with this cell Mandy Rose fixation somebody in creative needs to you know kind of knock that knock that stuff off okay right because it just it just you know it it got to it got to the point where it was annoying as all get out and if it wasn't for the fact that I'm trying to listen to the other commentary I would have muted it just because Graves was driving me that nuts with the, you know, Mandy this, Mandy that, blah, blah, blah. Right. So, um, so then you, uh, um, so then from there, uh, you get, uh, you get Mickey, you get Mickey James in there, um, followed by, Which followed was awesome. by Amber, Yep. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that these that uh, she's no longer wearing those you know three foot wide uh, you know half uh, you know half bell bottoms and yada 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 mm-hmm. right you know, so um, a good gimmick changeup right right. And then, uh, and then you get uh, Billy Kay, who is uh, saying, "No, she's not going out there until until Peyton joins her." Which then, uh, at the next countdown, out comes Nikki Cross, who proceeds to bash her right into the into the side railing. Uh, which was beautiful. I, which was yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. As a as a Scotsman, I love me some Nikki Cross. As as a as a fan of uh, of good characters, especially crazy characters, I love me some Nikki Cross. <laughs> I'm a huge Nikki Cross fan. I love her. I love I I love the look she gets in her eyes. I love the no yeah. fucks given. I mean, she just yeah. she just goes in and cleans house, and and yeah. she was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she attacked everybody, which is perfect. I mean, hey, that's the whole idea of the rumble. It's every person for themselves, and that, you know, and that, you know, that whole. Let's play. I would have liked to see her stay in longer. I would have liked to see yeah. her stay in longer. I I think she could have been a a serious. Con- I think she should be a serious contender. Just because of the, um, I, I realize it's character, but she has that whole I don't care, which is more of an animalistic nature. Right. So well, there's no um, self-preservation. Yeah. So it's more, right. it's more of a, yeah. 
more of an aggressive well, thing, and I just uh, huge fan. Well, have you have you have you have you seen the have you seen the match from NXT between her and Shayna Baszler? Yes. From uh, Takeover. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, watch that one again because that's exactly what you're talking about right there, Jess. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, it's an absolute. Um. So. So then, so then at that point, uh, Peyton Royce comes in, um, and then uh, and then followed by uh, by uh, Tamina, who you know um, Samoa drops everybody, um, and then uh, um, and then uh, I have to say uh, I was shocked there was no legends in either match. You're right. You're right. This time, yeah, this time there wasn't. Um, and you know, I mean, if you if you want to count NXT people as surprises, that was where your surprises were, and that on both matches. And so, you know, hey, it is what it is. Um, so I mean, uh, I, I appreciate the NXT people, but there were no legends, and that was just kind of weird because there's always yeah. legends in the Royal Rumble. So it was. Kind of like right. I guess they changed it up and that's fine, but somehow there should have been at least one legend in each match, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Well, actually, actually, there actually there was in the in the Mets. Remember. J E double F, J double R E double T. That's true. Which we'll talk about him. In a moment, um, so 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 then you get uh, um, Zia Lee from uh, from uh, NXT as number eleven, um, followed by uh, Sarah Logan, who almost gets Nikki Cross, um, and then uh, who then gets eventually gets eliminated by the Iconics. Um, Charlotte number uh, thirteen. Um, and then and then Evans gets to eliminate the Iconics. Um, and then uh, 14, Kyrie Sane, who does the insane elbow to Sarah Logan, and that which that was awesome. Then the then the surpriser, Maria Kanellis, the person who right. you know, everybody thought you know hey she's you know, she's wanting out. She's wanting out. Well, um, hey, I guess not. She's uh, she's back. She's back. And um, then uh, and then from there, um, you get uh, um, you get uh, from from uh, from that point, uh, you get uh, Candice LeRae. Right. And and there's a great candid picture on Twitter that uh Johnny Gargano did not know had been taken of him sitting at the at the monitor and um watching and watching watching his wife uh in her first ever Royal Rumble. I thought that was uh really awesome. Um Right. Followed by Alicia Fox. And 
the whole interplay between Maria and Alicia, I thought, was absolutely hilarious. Them uh, doing the doing the bump and that, followed by Maria eventually uh, stomping on Foxy's hat, and Foxy having that temper tantrum. God, yes. That cracked me up. <clears throat> and then now, okay, if you want to, if you want to talk about surprises, number nineteen, Casey Cantonzaro. Which, Two. I mean, it's like, holy cow, American Ninja Warrior. I mean, I've right. been following her for, for years now. I. I I am a I am a longtime Ninja Warrior fan, and not just American Ninja Warrior. Um, back in the days when, uh, let's see, I think there I think it's now Paramount Network. It's gone through about three or four different shifts, but when uh, it originally came out as G4, and uh, they were playing the original um, Ninja Warrior episodes from Japan, and that so with subtitles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was a big fan of the of the show, uh, and that and uh, Casey is uh, somebody that I really idolize, and that um, right. So you get so you get her, and then uh, Zelina Vega number twenty, um, uh, Ruby Riot number twenty one. Um, Yay, Ruby and Riot! Then and then you get Zelina Vega. Um, Oh, playing strategy by hiding under the ring. Um, <laughs> Until Hornswoggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, Hornswoggle comes out and uh, little pervert chases after her, and that. Uh, that they're almost hilarious. about the same height. They're almost about the right? same height. It's, you know. Um. <clears throat> so, um. So you've got. Uh, so you get uh, um, Dana Brooke uh, as uh, number 22, um, and then uh, followed by uh, Io Shirai, um, who gets rid of the uh, um, Riot Squad. And then number 24, number 24, the former NXT UK Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. That woman is oh my gosh! I mean, I mean she's she is she is a tall drink of water. I mean she's sure. like about a good five nine five ten at least. I think actually in fact uh, closer to five eleven. Um, and that, um, and then uh, and then of course yeah then comes the uh, um, Vega peeks out from under the apron and then all of a sudden out. Uh, right next to her is Hornswoggle, who chases her around, uh, chases her uh, back into the ring, and uh, Ripley uh, eliminates her, and then she's uh, chased back to the back by him. Um, then Alexa Bliss at uh, 26, um, Bailey 27, um, Lana at uh, 28, um, who is trying to enter but never does enter, because um, while her while she's trying to make her way to the ring, 
the time comes up for number 29, who's Nia Jax, who unceremoniously uh, bashes her, her, and then starts uh, boom, 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 and then finally number 30, Carmella, and you and so you have what you think is everybody, but then all of a sudden out comes Becky Lynch walking over to the officials that are there trying to take care of Lana saying, I want in, I want in. And so they finally agree to it. She comes in and, uh, um, eventually, uh, Finishes uh, with the house cleaning, with the last person eliminated being Charlotte. Right. So, um, all right, uh, just a little heads up, uh, folks. I think we are going to be going over. So if you want to listen to us live, um, you need to call in um, ASAP, 213-943-3719. So, um once again, that's 213-943-3719. We've got another about 10 and a half minutes of lifetime. And then uh, from there, if you're not called in, you won't get to hear it live. You'll have to wait and uh, pick up on uh, on an archive broadcast somewhere along the line. Um, all right, so then from there we get uh, um, – AJ Styles after uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship with the legal belt, I'm going to call it now, because (laughs) we're going to have, we got, because there's the legal belt, which Bryan did the Medusa on tonight while presenting the new pot belt. (laughs) <laughs> as I call it. <laughs> the marijuana belt. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I read that in chat. I laughed. I laughed really loud. You can call it hemp all you want. It's still marijuana. <laughs> but anyway. With so, hippies. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I don't... I. I don't think CM Punk would approve of this uh, version of a straight edge society. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so um, you know, again, another um, one of those uh, big bruising battles between the two of them. Um, right. And which uh, then we have uh, the uh, sudden appearance of uh, Eric Rowan. Right. Um and then um and then uh during the after the uh um ref bump there <clears throat> Rowan comes into the ring, uh chokeslam styles and and uh and uh Brian gets the win. And that um then Finn Balor goes up against Brock the Gut Lesnar. I'm gonna I'm gonna start calling him Brock the uh, Gut Lesnar. Thanks to Chris Jericho. <laughs> Finn Balor, he's so pretty. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Mia, I, I told you I was cheering for the pretty ones. That's who I was yeah. cheering for. So you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, the well, you know, you know, the thing, the thing that I was actually a little bit disappointed by was I would have thought, at least to me, this would have been the perfect time to bring out the demon. True. I I would have I would have liked to have seen the demon go after Lesnar. I think that I think that would have I think that would have been a good deal, you know, have have Lesnar looking like, you know, what the is going on with this bit and that and then, you know, have him go ahead and get uh and get waylaid like he like he did and that. Um I do like I do like the fact that they uh, <clears throat> played off of uh, um, Lesnar's uh, diverticulitis uh, surgery and that by having uh, Balor throw him uh, you know um, gut first into into the uh, announcer's table and that made it look like the possibility that um, oh that uh, Lesnar was gonna rupture something and that right. you know playing to his weaknesses. So, yeah, right. And then you know and then the sudden you know but then the sudden uh you know Kamura lock out of nowhere to get the win and that um you know good deal. Good deal. Um and then the men's Royal Rumble. We start off with Elias, who is going to sing a song, but then gets interrupted by Jeff Manboobs Jarrett. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's put it this way. I don't know what's happened to him from between his uh, last little uh, stint over uh, in Mexico at AAA to now. But and I was going to say McDonald's, but that was probably rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, um, and the, you know, but the and you know, this is and this is the thing though too um, on this is that um, I'm you know, it's like okay, I understand that yeah, those were the type of outfits that uh, Jarrett wore when he was originally in his heyday over there but at the same time um you know he's also like 20 years older um he is for whatever reason right now not in the shape that he had been in um previously and that and all that all that outfit all those uh little uh, straps coming down the front did, like I say, was uh, emphasize the moves. Well, you know, my mom always used to tell me, dress for the body you have and not the body you want. So yeah. uh, that was that was poor costuming choice or poor poor choice on somebody. Yeah, exactly. Whoever whoever um whoever decided to dress just dress Jeff like that um, should have been whipped with one of those straps from that outfit. 
I agree, 100%. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then after, um, so after uh, Jared gets uh, quickly eliminated, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura comes in, who was then followed by uh, Kurt Angle. Um, then, then Big E. Um, and then, uh, and then the other half of the DIY couple, uh, comes in, um, which is who is then followed by uh, by the Maha Ah Jinder Mahal, right? Um, and then, uh, and then number eight is uh, uh, Samoa Joe. Yay. Who was then? Who was then? Who was then followed by um, Kurt Hawkins? Who was? And he was in for a long time. Yeah. Samoa yep. Joe Joe was in for a long time. He got a lot of ring time. Yeah, yeah. Well, Hawkins uh, Hawkins goes under the ring. Um. Then uh, Seth Rollins comes in. Um, that was hilarious, by the way. Yeah, who was then followed by uh, Titus O'Neil, who does not trip this time, but then instead does go under the ring, going after uh, that, Kurt Hawkins. Um, that was absolutely hilarious because I just do the. Oh, Yes. That yes. was just hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Right. Kurt Hawkins gets to now claim an elimination in the Royal Rumble by eliminating Titus, who right. then he proceeded to get illy eliminated by Samoa Joe. Right. Uh, then, uh, then uh, Kofi in it uh, at uh, number twelve, and then after. My good longtime friend Mustafa Ali is thirteenth, uh, um, followed by the now on his way out the door Dean Ambrose. Um, and then No Way Jose, which was awesome. Which he gets he gets uh, taken out. He gets taken out by uh, by Samoa Joe. Then, as he's dancing back, Drew McIntyre comes out, um, blasts him, and blasts several members of the Congo line. And we're still waiting to find out, ladies and gentlemen, about the condition of the members of the Congo line. We will try Hi. and keep you updated when and uh, when and if any information comes through. I have been just devastated by the damage the Congo line has taken since the Congo line took damage. <laughs> you can yeah. you can ask my co-host here. It has been almost every four hours. Any uh, any yeah. any word on the Congo line? They they've gotten texts from me. I just devastated that the Congo line was taken out. All they were doing yep. was dancing and enjoying their life, and they were just brutally attacked. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. 
know, it, it was it was absolutely horrible. Wow, uh, I mean those poor <laughs> those poor guys they weren't they weren't doing anything but just dancing and trying to have a trying to have a you know a good time. And that's that. what happens when uh, you hire local workers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, oh. So so um, so McIntyre comes in, takes out uh, Rollins and Ambrose. Although of course Rollins was not in, not eliminated. Um, Xavier Woods comes in at uh, seventeen and proceeds to save Kofi. Um, and then and then only to get uh, double eliminated by McIntyre. And then they follow in. They're followed by Pete Dunne, the NXT UK champion. And boy, did he get an right. absolute fantastic reception! Right. Um, uh, he was um, very appreciated by the crowd. Very. Right. Right. Um, so then, uh, number nineteen, we get uh, Andrade. Um, followed up by Apollo Cruz, and then the uh, other surprise um Alistair Black, who did some great stuff in there. I was I was really impressed with uh, how good he looked in the right. in the Rumble situation. Um, uh, followed by uh, Shelton Benjamin. Um, and then Baron Snorbin at 23. Um, <laughs> hey, blame, blame yeah. Katie for that one. Uh, she's the one who came up with that name. Um, and then, uh, and then from uh, there, uh, followed by uh, Jeff Hardy. Um, uh, Ray Mysterio at uh, 25. Um, Which I was so at, thrilled uh, to see Ray Mysterio. I was like, "Yay!" Yeah. That was yep. awesome. Yep. Yeah, one of the one of the great performances is uh, is Ray's uh, hour plus um, Rumble that he won, and that um, followed by uh, Bobby Lashley who gets uh, eliminated uh, almost instantaneously by Seth Rollins. Um, And then uh, Strowman at uh, 27. Um, Big surprise, Dolph Ziggler, 28. Everybody thought uh, he was was leaving. Um, Randy Orton, 29th. Um, Then our truth is coming down the aisle to be number 30. Only to get uh, waylaid by Nia Jax, who then proceeds to enter herself into the match, and uh, she makes uh, some eliminations, uh, starting with uh, my buddy Mustafa Ali. John was a little uh, bothered by the fact that uh, Ali stayed in that long, um, but you know, again, I think this is another one of those things where uh, Vince is definitely. Um, you know, enamored, loves loves the deal to death, and that, and I think is going to do some things with him, and that. I hope uh, so. You know, and then, uh, and then 
you and then um, finally breaks down, um, and then eventually um, Rollins uh, wins. Oh, okay. I'm sure y'all heard that uh, siren coming past past our past my place uh, was not uh, was not for me, thankfully. Um, Good deal. And uh, and uh, and so Rollins wins. Um, Jeff, all right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the option. Uh, we are after uh, the top of the hour. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna um, go ahead and we go through uh, Raw and SmackDown, uh, we can. Um, I'll take another music break. You can't hang up this time though, because if you hang up, you won't get back in. Um, or we can go ahead and we can call it a night. So uh, you tell me what you want to do here. Well, why don't we go ahead and call it a night, and we can like talk about Raw SmackDown at the top of tomorrow. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe, you know, if, if we maybe have enough one of time. Our other, yeah. Depending, you know. Well, we can on, talk uh, about it now. We can yeah. talk about it now. I mean, we can throw it out. It's fine. Okay. Well, if you want to do that, then I'm going to hit a, uh, um, a song break because I have to uh, go ahead and uh, get myself a uh, you know, um, little bit of a little bit of uh, you know, off of the off of the relief in that. Um, so. Perfect. Um, so okay, that, that's fine. So if that's what you want to do, okay. All right. Well, if that's Quick what you want to do, then, and then uh, let's talk about Raw and then be done. That sounds great. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, hey, hmm, ah, how about a little Pearl Jam? So, uh, um, you know, everybody that's called in, stay on. Um, we'll be back in uh, just a couple more minutes. Uh, you're listening to Rampage Rants, Tuesday Night Turmoil. Oh, hey! 
or Pearl Jam rather with Even Flow. Getting my get my get my Seattle grunge bands mixed up. Okay, it's it's late and I haven't even and this is the thing, I only just am now breaking out the wine. So that uh so that that should that should scare you half to death right there. <laughs> and I'm sitting here looking at the board looking at even flow, Pearl Jam. Boy, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um well, we definitely got to uh, talk about the numbers for Raw, because um, uh, last night was the uh, last night's broadcast was the most watched show for the night across all three hours on cable. Um, hour wow. one, two, hour one, two million eight hundred sixteen thousand viewers. Um, hour two, two million seven hundred eighteen thousand viewers. Um, hour three, two million five hundred seventy-five thousand viewers. So, um, great numbers, great numbers for uh, for the post uh, rubble raw. Right. Definitely, definitely. So, all right. Good for um, them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, of course, uh, starting out with uh, with uh, Seth Rollins uh, coming out um, talking about. Uh, about WrestleMania and uh, who he has to decide about whether he's going to face uh, Daniel Bryan or Brock Lesnar. And then out comes Triple H and tells him, yeah, you get, uh, you, know, you get, you got to make your decision tonight. Um, I'll give you till the end of the show to, you know, go ahead and make your decision. Uh, as both, you know, Brian and uh, Lesnar will be there, and then uh, which uh, Ambrose comes out and starts and starts in um, about uh, you know Seth being stuck up, and if anything, you know, hey, you know, you you still haven't you still haven't beat me, and that, um, and then Triple H uh, goes off. Yeah, starts starts to leave, uh, which Seth says, "Hey, what? Do you have to do you have to ask permission for us to have a match?" Which the crowd, I don't know, I don't know how you felt about this, but that cracked me up. I mean, this was like a post WrestleMania yeah, crowd. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> Just, that was funny. Uh, I sit there. I sit there. Listen to that. I'm like going, "Oh my God, okay, this is going to be one of those kind of raws." And that. Um, so from there, uh, you get uh, Seth Rollins beating uh, Dean Ambrose on a clean win, which of course now we understand why. Now that we know that uh, Dean's on his way out the door. Um, right. And so. He gets uh, so he gets uh, oh, after this he gets pounded on by uh, Naya and Tamina. Uh, then and then from there Alexa Bliss and Mickey James come out and you've got your uh, first elimination match for the tournament for the women's tag team titles, uh, which that was which that was obviously of course easily won. By Naya and Tamina, um, 
which is then followed by uh, um, Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm sorry, Baron Snorbin against Snorbin uh, against Kurt Angle. Um, why? I don't know. And Snorbin wins. Um, then uh, from there, Finn Balor comes out, um, and they um, he winds up uh, getting into getting into a uh, fight with uh, Bobby Lashley. Um, then from there, um, we get uh, the revival versus the newly revived team of Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. Um, with uh, revival, of course, uh, winning that uh, with the with the Shatter Machine. Um, then you get a segment with uh, Daniel Bryan, and then uh, from and then from there you get Elias um, in the ring, looking like uh, sounding like he um, Elias is starting to make a heel turn. I thought that myself. He, which then leads to uh, Jeff Jarrett coming in, calling him slap nuts, and then the next thing, next thing you know, oh, you didn't know? You better call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and out comes, and out comes the D O double G, who tells who tells Elias uh, to. Uh, you know, um, play with himself on his own time, which then, of course, gets immediate <laughs> reaction from this, you know, obviously right. crazy off the roll crowd to which uh, he's immediately you know, apologizing to everybody in the back <clears throat> for getting it uh, to get it, for getting it uh, out of control and that, um, and then, uh, you know, Road Dog tells him, hey, if he's not down with that, uh, he's got two words for him, which, of course, the audience immediately gives, uh, gives the proper uh, suck it. Um, and then they and then they start and then uh, then they start off uh, with uh, along with my baby tonight. Uh, Dog tries to um, get Renee in. To sing it, uh, they go around the uh, crowd, and they're putting the mic to various people to join in, and that, um, and then, uh, and then from, and then from there. Um, yeah, I could have gone I, without raw karaoke personally, but you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so. So then um, Elias gets uh, gets Road Dog with uh, one guitar, then gets Jeff with the other. Um, then you get uh, Dana Brooke um, putting down Natty before saying, "All right, let's go, let's go and win this thing." Um, then you get that unusual uh, um, Mojo Raleigh little thing where he's you know where he's kind of doing um uh, I don't know 
sort of a uh, put down version of Stuart Smalley. Right. Oh. Uh, the reason that uh he's no that uh he's nobody is because of him. It's your fault. And so looks like we're uh, getting ready to get uh Raleigh repackaged and that. Um, I kinda thought that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then from there, um Dana Brooke and uh Natty lose in their um, tag team qualifying match to uh, um, the uh, Liv Morgan um, Sarah Logan combination of the Riot Squad. Um, then you get uh, then you get the uh, Ronda Rousey moment where everybody instead is yelling for chanting for Becky. And then all of a sudden, Becky's music hits, and uh, the roof uh, blows off the building. Right. And uh, and Becky and Becky announces that her that her challenge for WrestleMania is going to be against Ronnie, as she calls her. <laughs> so, so, so which Ronda comes. Back answering, which we talked about uh, earlier in the evening, and that, uh, which uh, thanks for sticking around. If you're uh, still listening to us, if you're uh, listening on the replay, hey, thanks for uh, listening to us that way. We uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, make sure you tune in to us uh, on a live broadcast. Um, and then, uh, and then from there, uh, Bailey comes out and uh, and. Uh, Makes the uh, open challenge to uh, Ronda. Um, I think uh, you know, good match between between the two of them. Um, and uh, and so then you get uh, then you get the confrontation between uh, between Ronda and Becky. Then you get uh, Braun Strowman. Um, Shaking Seth's hand, Seth Rollins' hand, telling him to make the right choice and win at WrestleMania. Then Strowman comes out to uh, face Drew McIntyre, uh, winning by DQ. When uh, Snorbin comes in and uh, attacks Braun. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you liking that Snorbin, huh? Yeah. I love yeah, it. That's his, that's his new name, Baron Snorbin. Um, and then, uh, and then you finally, then you get, uh, the final bit where, um, Rollins gets, uh, absolutely demolished by Brock Lesnar, who, um, Rollins plays the Rocky thing, you know, like that all you got and that, uh, while, Rollins proceeds to get uh, F5 onto the championship belt. Um, and not so, the weed belt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the weed belt. There we go. The weed belt. <laughs> the pot belt. <laughs> the smoke it up belt. Whatever you want to call it. Um so yeah, so we get so um which 
that brings us right into SmackDown. Um, Becky comes out. Uh, a lot of not only the man signs, but um, happy birthday signs because uh, um, today is uh, is Becky's birthday. Um, and she proceeds to uh, celebrate her birthday by um, decking Charlotte again and then uh, getting into another knockdown drag out with her. And then the shocker of the night. Um, our truth comes out uh, and talks about how he got uh, ripped off from uh, the Royal Rumble, but then was offered a United States title match, which he accepted, which, of course, immediately Corey Graves is uh, taking a crap on because he doesn't think that uh, truth should get anything like this to the sudden shock where Truth winds up becoming the United States champion. Um, right. And so then uh, Rusev comes out with uh, a hobbling Lana. Um, and then they get they get into it uh, with Carmella and Truth. Um with uh, Rusev saying, you know, hey, put the title up against me if you're now that much of a much of a champion because that title deserves better than Nakamura and it sure deserves better than you to which I'm immediately thinking, Oh Lord, uh, I don't know I don't know how you felt. I think you I mean you saw my comments, I'm like, Oh God, ten minute title reign, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I was getting disgusted, um, and that uh, Katie was definitely disgusted, and I wish she was able to be here to tell us about that. But then, all of a sudden, shocker upon shockers, Finn's Rusev and retains the United States title. Um, yes, yes, exactly. I'm... I'm happy. I've I've been following uh I've been following Truth ever since um he was in a little promotion called NWA Wildside out of Cornelia, Georgia. So nice. I've been I've been I've been following his career for many, many years. Um it's good to see him uh later on in his career at least, you know, gonna get a little bit of a uh, minor title run in that. Right. Um so then you get uh Shane O'Mac and the Miz, um along with uh Mr. Miz as the crowd called <laughs> him. Loved the loved this crowd tonight too. That was there was another wild bunch and that um Rumble crowd might start to you know, post Rumble crowd might start to uh get as uh nuts as the post WrestleMania crowd. Who knows? Mhm. Um, so, um, so then uh, Shane announces that they're going to find their uh, challengers in a uh, fatal four-way that's going to be coming up. Then you get uh, Mandy and uh, Sonya, uh, where Mandy shows clips from uh, Tough Enough, where they make it look like uh, Naomi is bullying. Mandy, which is why supposedly 
she is after uh, you know, messing with Jimmy to try and get to Naomi, so on and so forth. Um, then you get uh, then you get the uh, elimination tag match: Usos, Bar, New Day, and Heavy Machinery. Um, you know, happy happy to see happy to see uh, Heavy Machinery at least get uh, get one. Um, elimination in this match. Um, right. Oh, I I have liked these guys since NXT. I'm glad it looks like they've uh, um, quit the uh, um, you know attempted uh, comedy thing with uh, with Dosevic. He definitely he definitely does not deserve to be treated like a joke. Um, Excellent, excellent worker, um, especially for somebody his size and that. Um, I agree. So then, oh, so then from there, um, uh, the bar eliminates heavy machinery, um, and then uh, and then Jimmy and Jay wind up uh, beating the bar. So now they're going to get the uh, um, title match. Against elimination cha- in the elimination chamber, and then you get uh, the Daniel Bryan segment with that uh, weird new logo for uh, Eric Rowan with the uh, recycle symbol taking the place of the O, and that <laughs> and a spinning recycle symbol on top of it all. Oh, uh, it's like it's like man, who? Who in the graphics department came up with that? That's like really weird. <laughs> and then, and then of course, and then of course, uh, Brian takes and does the Medusa with the um, actual belt, and then Rowan um, brings the bag off his shoulder. They open it up and produce the pot belt, the marijuana belt. The belt that will violate the wellness policy on its first test. And then, you know, and then and then AJ coming out, and I I love the line if. Uh, AJ asked, asked Brian if he smoked the prototype of the of the new belt. <laughs> um, and then from there we get uh, Randy Orton interrupting, and then Jeff Hardy is in the ring. Uh, Mustafa Ali gets in there, and Orton asks him, "Well, uh, hey, weren't you eliminated by a girl at the Royal Rumble?" And that, uh, then Samoa Joe um, comes in, um, proceeds to say, proceeds to tell Jeff Hardy, you know, hey, this is this is like an AA meeting. You shut up while I'm sharing. <laughs> and then, and then from, and then from there, um, they. They all get into it, um, and then, which uh, then, which Brian announces, "Hey, none of you 
are worthy of getting a shot at my title. You won't. You will not be. You will not get a chance to fight for the belt. And then Triple H pops on and says, "No, you're wrong about that because all of them are going to get a chance at the title because they are all going to go after you in the elimination chamber." So crazy. Yep. And that was and that was it. That was the end of it all. Uh, and so that actually that ends it for us for uh, for tonight. Um, Fantastic. We're, you know, so we're hoping that uh, at least um, well, one of either Sean or Katie gets to join us tomorrow night uh, again. Remember Matt Simber, the original executive producer from Glow, will be with us live. Uh, right back here on uh, Wrestling Authority Radio at uh, 9, 8 Central Time. So make sure you're tuned in. Thanks for joining us tonight. I am am the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, along with my co-host. I am Malice Mayhem, a.k.a. Jess Blue. And y'all know what time it is. You don't have to go home. You don't have to go home, but you have to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Good night. Turn off the lights. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.